Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to episode 360 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight, still recovering from the coof, but still feeling a lot better than I was last Thursday and Friday. I would say right now, percentage-wise, I'm about right at 90%, I think. Uh, definitely still feeling, uh, you know, not not all 100% at this point, but definitely feeling a lot better. And I think tomorrow will be the first day where I can finally stop my isolation from my family, or at least my family, to feel a little bit more comfortable with me, uh, <laughs> to, to the point of me not having to isolate anymore, which means I get to hug and kiss a baby boy tomorrow. And I'm very, very excited because... One of the toughest parts about this, the toughest part about the entire thing, to be honest, has definitely been having to distance myself from that little guy, and uh, that has not been fun. So definitely looking forward to being able to spend just a little bit of extra time with him tomorrow, as it's been several days for that. Um, But anyway, tonight we'll talk about the Thor Love and Thunder box office continuing discussion. We've got some Monday numbers to look at, and yeah, things are basically where they were this morning, and uh, if you missed the morning show, it was... An insane stream. We had about 130 to 140 or so people in here um, at one point, and we were well over 100 people for the vast majority of the stream. And so it was truly an an insanely awesome uh, stream. So if you were there earlier, hope that you enjoyed it. And for those that maybe missed it, we'll be able to cover some of the stuff that we covered this morning as well. Um, though maybe not in as much detail. So anyway, before going any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Let's go ahead and say hello to the people in the chat. We got Buck 76 hail to you. Um, well, maybe that is the reason why. Apparently, I've got two streams going at the same time. I have no idea why that is the case. Let me see if I can edit my destinations. Oh, there it is right there. So let me see if I can change this midstream. Let us see if we can do that. Let us see. Alrighty. So it should now be sending it to the correct location. However... Let me check my studio real quick so that way I can get rid of the secondary stream. Let's see. Live stream. There we go. There we go. All right. Now we can go ahead and just delete this one forever. Cool. Everything should be working just fine now. Hello, (laughs) Orange Hat Reviews. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I use Restream, as many of you know, and Restream has never been and never caused much of an issue for me in the past. Um, But for some reason, their more recent update has caused it to where whenever I actually pick this stream, when I create the stream in my YouTube studio and then try to pick it, for some reason, it's done this now a couple of times. So anyway, now I did not pull a Gary. Thank you very much. That was not my mistake. That was Restream Studio. 
But uh, anyway, for those that may have missed it, hello, everybody. This is episode 360 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Tonight, talking Thor, Love, and Thunder. Still recovering from the coof. Feeling a lot better, though. Still around 90% or so. Not at 100% yet, uh, but hopefully I can get back to normal. And uh, rather, I can get back to feeling 100% in the coming days. So anyway, hopefully that has now worked. Uh, and now that has... Um, uh, been able to <laughs> hopefully that issue has now been fixed and has been addressed so uh, if you were in that other stream i don't have access to that to those comments um i do not have access to those comments so i did not have i do have my uh my stream set up with it though so if there were any super chats but there weren't um they would have come through but they didn't so uh no, no problems there. If you did leave a comment, though, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin lets me know you're trying to get my attention. Let's say hello into the chat. Let's say hello to the chat. Let's see. Let's see. JKDBX76, hail to you. Uh, maybe something is weird. Glad that we got that figured out, though. YouTube me, what's going on? Welcome into the chat. Uh, let's see, Laura, the modern major general, hail to you, Laura. Thanks for being in the chat. We got Gavin Kennedy in the chat, who is a member. Says hello again from northern Manitoba. What's going on, my friend from northern Manitoba? That's in Canada. That's up in Canada, y'all. We got Bruce saying, I see you, Odin. I see you, Bruce. Glad that we were able to get that figured out. Mike Jackson in the chat. Orange chat reviews, there he is. Thanks for being here. Rhaegar, what is going on? Good sir. Mose Burke, what's going on? Welcome back. Let's see. GMuggins86 says, now we've got Odin and Tina. Yeah, I always create the event in advance. And so if there is ever an official event, that is the one that it'll be officially streaming to. If there is ever a double stream, don't go to the new one. It's always the good rule of thumb. But I do apologize for anyone that did get tripped up by that. Uh, YouTube and Restream Apparently not wanting me to to be live tonight, or at the very least to not have a uh, straightforward live stream tonight. Can't say I'm all that surprised, especially with the title. And I apologize in advance for everyone who has to look at that so stupid comment about CDC. Go ahead and check out for COVID information here. You want to know what the CDC has nothing about yet? Still, even after year, like we're at what, getting close to three full years now? Past three full years? Even after all of these years, there's still not a section on the CDC's website for natural immunity. And so anytime anyone wants to bring up the CDC, the CDC says this, da, 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 then why is there no section on natural immunity? Why is the only thing they're willing to give is, hey, well, if you've tested positive, then you don't have to get another test until 90 days after. So, oh, oh okay, so natural immunity only gives me three months, but the, the jab gives me two but I can do whatever I want as long as I go along with the government program. I got it. I got it. Talk, talk to your own doctors, of course, about your own medical decisions. But my goodness gracious, it's ridiculous. Bongo, what's going on, good sir? And I did not pull a Gary, for the record. Jacob Ironside, hail to you. Tina B, yes. Okay, we're back. Odin pulled a boomer moment, and I'm, a, and I'm, and I'm the boomer. Well, I did not pull a boomer moment. It was not my fault. It was not my fault. Miss Minnesota hockey fan, how about a hockey player? What's going on? Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, JKDBuck76 says, yep, Koof banner from YouTube. Yep, they always like to do that. Even though, 
even though it doesn't even give you good information. It doesn't even give you the most accurate information. It's quite sad, actually. Quite, quite sad. Because natural immunity is something that should be celebrated and has shown itself in many studies to be vastly superior. But what would I know? I'm not a doctor. Uh, Tina B., thanks for letting everyone know. And again, if you have a comment or a question, please put at Odin at the very beginning. At Odin, it really does mean a lot. We got Steven tagging to say, your thoughts on the whole Reva lightsaber campaign. It didn't succeed to get 5K and barely surpassed 1,000. Has to be canceled, by the way. Hope you feel better from the coof. Yeah, thank you very much, Steven. I'm definitely feeling a lot better. Uh, last Thursday and Friday, I was not in the best state. Uh, as I mentioned on the last stream, the, the key symptoms for me were actually my heart. Um, it was 40 beats above normal, just that the resting. Normally, I got like a 60 beat per minute resting heart rate. And I was at 100 beats, uh, so for resting, which is not very good. I immediately knew something was, was not quite right. Um, didn't get the positive test, though, until Friday, and so I had a day's worth of symptoms. But luckily, I had started taking some... Uh, I had luckily started taking some, some pain medication. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking out on the name of it. Um, but I started taking that, and it made me feel a lot better because it, one of the effects of it is that... It uh, is a blood thinner, and so because of that, I honestly think that is what I personally think to be one of the primary reasons as to why I started feeling better in the first place. Um, but yeah, anyway, sometimes I blank out on things. I'm a human person. I'm a human being! Yes, I said human being. It's Tommy Wiseau. Uh, let's see, Baisman, what's going on? Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Loco Miguel, what's going on, Loco Miguel? says, hi, good to meet you at Gators. Wish you speedy coup recovery. Hey, Loco Miguel, thank you very much, man. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun uh, back in the Dallas area. Again, it's been a while from since Dallas. In my head, it's been forever. I know it hasn't really been all that long from that, from that time. Um, it's been, what, about a month or so? But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. All right, Bruce is saying hello to the chat. Let's see, we got Robert Wiles. Thank you very much for the $5 super chat. He says here, you have a blessed soul, Odin. Thanks for the DM on Discord. Get well soon. Be blessed. Still praying that you get well soon. Wish I could do something for you. Hey, man, well, Robert Wiles, thank you very much for the kind words. I appreciate it. Your prayers are more than uh, enough. And uh, yeah, no, no problem at all. I'm going to try and get those rosaries out to you as soon as I can. Um, Bongo, I just like the way you're like, I'm here too. I'm here, guapo. That's, that's the only thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> Jeremy Zakowski, what is going on? Says, I'm glad you're recovering from the coof. My two nieces had COVID, but they recovered very quickly. Yeah, luckily, again, because of the nature of viruses, they become a lot more easily spread, but they also become a lot less deadly. And luckily, it's been several years at this point, And so we're in one of the least deadly strains you know, that are there. And so for people to get it, it's actually, again, uh, as my doctor says, you know, praise natural immunity, celebrate your natural immunity. You know, and it's something that I think that we really should be doing a lot more with because you think about how many people have gotten it and have gotten better, you know, which is the vast majority of people who have it, which again, that shouldn't be a controversial thing to say. And yet for so many months, People were being nuked on social media just for even mentioning the truth, just just for even mentioning the truth of that fact, that the vast majority of people who had it got better. And instead of praising natural immunity, instead of praising even a sense of herd immunity, let alone individual natural immunity, they decided to you know, play the game of Big Pharma 
play along with them and to try and, you know, push their um, their big pharma agenda down everyone's throats, which included spending billions upon billions of dollars on things before they were even done or before they were even fully tested. But again, check with your own doctor on that information. But I was getting back to the Reva comment because uh, it actually does bring up something for me to to want to plug tonight. So yeah, the comment about the Reva lightsaber, I thought that whole thing was actually pretty funny. So for those that don't know, there was this fundraiser, and I'm pretty sure it was actually put together by Disney or like by it, like an, it was an official campaign, and it was an attempt to create a, a Reva lightsaber. However, no one wanted one. No one actually signed up for it. Um, it was amazing to see how they had a goal of what five to ten thousand, and they only raised about a thousand dollars. So they didn't even get close to being able to actually fulfill their campaign. Hasbro, thank you. Yeah, so Hasbro was was trying to put this together. So an official company was trying to see, okay, let's see how many people are actually interested in this, and turns out pretty much nobody which is what we've known for a long time, right? Because we're the ones who actually watch that garbage on Disney+. And we recognize that Reva was a very weak character, a very poorly developed character, and yet all of us were called Istenphobes simply for stating that. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. But um, one thing that I think we can hopefully get a little bit more support to um, than the Reva lightsaber... Uh, is this little campaign here. So this is something where uh, a friend of mine, an actual real-life friend of mine, um, they uh, when they they recently had a daughter, and it's kind of crazy to think how much time has actually even gone by. I want to say, oh, she must be close to getting close to six months at this point. It's just insane that this much time has gone by. But uh, early on, she, was, uh, she had health issues, and so she had to spend a lot of time in the in the NICU and also in the 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 what's known as the PICU the PICU, and one of the things that they struggled with a lot when they were there was that there really isn't anything in the PICU at least at this at this local hospital there isn't anything there for parents who are staying the night uh, so basically you have to stay um, and and again especially when you're dealing with situations like this you as a parent especially as a mother being the direct contact with the child, right? Needing to be there in order to literally sustain the life of the child. Um, They, in their hospital room, don't actually have any chairs for those, for those parents, right? For either the father or the mother. And, um, and so they had to sleep basically in, so my friends had to actually sleep in regular chairs. And for those that have ever tried to sleep in a regular chair, I'm sure that many people have been to a hospital at some point, whether it's for pregnancy or for something else. And you know that sometimes there's hospitals that just don't really have a lot of things there for for the parents or for the family or, or for the people that are directly involved. And so something that we're trying to do, and again, this was something that was started by uh, by a family friend, is we're trying to raise money to be able to uh, give chairs, give two chairs is the goal uh, in the PICU of this specific hospital so that when parents, you know, God forbid, have to go through that with their child, have to go through anything uh, similar to that, they don't have to worry about just sitting on a, a regular chair and sleeping on a regular chair and, you know, can actually be there with their child and, and can actually be there and hold their child during this time and can actually do so uh, comfortably. Uh, so for those that wish to donate, uh, there is actually a link to the campaign at the very top of the video description on YouTube. Um, I'll go ahead and pull up as well the uh, campaign uh, here as well. 
So it's called Friends of Everly. That's little Everly. So again, very, very happy little baby. And luckily, she is, again, much better now. So this is definitely something where it is... I know there's a lot of other things that probably uh, deserve or demand your attention. And obviously, we know with inflation and everything going on in the market that it's it's a very... Uh, uncertain time. But if anyone can donate even just a little bit, uh, they're trying to raise 5000 That's for two chairs. So one for each of the parents who have to go to the, the pediatric ICU, as it's called here. It says here, no parent should have to see their child in the pediatric ICU. But Matthew and Mallory found themselves there with two-month-old Everly. During those terrifying five long days, Everly received amazing medical care and was, date, uh, and was doted on by the staff. Her parents are eternally grateful for Erlinger, Erlinger Children's Hospital. However, this trying time was made more difficult by the sleeping accommodations or lack thereof in the PICU. They rarely left the room and had to share one broken recliner, meaning hardly any sleep and added stress during the most stressful week of their lives. Everly is home now thriving thanks to the wonderful care, but we don't want any parents who uh, wish to be with their child by their child's side to have to worry about where to sleep. So as a part of their current renovation project, Erlinger is replacing the furniture uh, especially to accommodate visitors of critically ill children. While they've been able to raise some funds, the PICU is still in need of six hospital-grade recliners. So what they're trying to do is be able to have this campaign is for two. Uh, so just for two of those. And so if you can donate to this, uh, I know I would really appreciate it. The Lady Freya, my wife, would really appreciate it. And my friends, uh, Matt and Mallory, would also appreciate it as well. Um, so again, if you wish to be able to um, support the link I've just posted for y'all there. And again, if you can't donate anything, no obligation whatsoever. Um, but obviously, I know this is something that Matthew Mallory, having gone through it, um, and anyone who's ever gone through something similar knows that it's those small things, it's those little things that can sometimes be just what you would need, just what would be needed in order to um, to be able to get through something, if, if even just a little bit more easily. Um, and so again, it's such a small thing. And so if anyone is able to, I would greatly appreciate it. But anyway, just wanted to be able to get that um, out there. So again, if you want to support that campaign, the link is in the video description and also it is in the chat as well. All right, let's go ahead and head back into the chat. Um, let's see. Rhaegar, everything is awesome. Hail to you. Says the part EFAP of uh, the two part EFAP of Thor Love and Thunder was brutal. Mahler does not play when it comes to consistency and recognizing intent and meaning or lack thereof in movies. No, that's why I, I love Mahler. I think Mahler and what he does is phenomenal. A little bit too much for me uh, as far as the total length of time spent. I, I just don't have as much. T I don't have that much time to to dedicate to to his uh, streams or to his longer videos, unfortunately. However, I, I'm still not going to deny that the dude knows what he's talking about, and especially when he he is objectively going through a film, he will point out and find every single thing that is wrong with it. And yeah, there are a plethora of things. There are a plethora of things that are um, plethora of things that are wrong. Um, with the movie, to say the very least. So, <laughs> oh man, oh man. Let's see. Rosie G12, hail to you, saying hail Odin chat. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's see. Steven tagged to say, uh, may I ask what happened to your Twitter account? Did you get suspended? Also, I agree with the whole why no CDC section regards natural immunity. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fact. It's a biological fact. Uh, so I don't know why they, they're still so sensitive about that stuff. But 
it is what it is. Yeah, so I've already broken that down before, but for those that may have missed it, the quick version is uh, my account got locked because I made a comment about biology. I made a comment that a man is a man and a woman is a woman in reference to uh, now legally Elliot Page, but she is still a biological woman. And Twitter doesn't like that very much. They claimed it violated their hate speech, right? Their their hate and um, um, harassment policy. And so they locked me out for about 20 hours. After the 20-hour lockout, they then brought up a screen whenever I tried to sign in saying, oh, well, you're still going to be locked out until you delete the tweet, which, by the way, they had already deleted and is still already, it's still deleted. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me. You have to delete a tweet even though we've already removed it. We've already deleted it. But then they have this little caveat underneath it saying, by deleting this, you admit that you violated our rules. You admit wrongdoing by deleting this tweet, even though it's already deleted. So it's a pure power play and a pure power move on their part. So they're holding my chats hostage. They're holding my 11,000 subs. Again, it's Twitter. It's social media. It's not real life. It's inconvenient, but it's not the end of the world at all. And that's the reason why I had no problem just being like, all right, well, then Templar Odin is born. It's my new account on Twitter, Templar Odin. And if they want to get that because of violating the, the rules, okay, I'll just keep on creating accounts because can't stop the signal, and even if you do somehow block my IP address, I'm still on Minds.com, I'm still on Gab, I'm still on True Social. Um, I, you know, I'm, I have the Discord server. I'm, I'm available on a plethora of platforms. So even if they somehow shut me out completely of Twitter, they can't stop the signal. They can't stop me altogether at the end of the day. So... <laughs> But yes, they they have locked me out of my account, and since I refuse to uh, admit to something that I didn't do, meaning I, I didn't do anything wrong, and I refuse to admit wrongdoing in that situation, it is what it is. It is what it is. The Wicked Plumber, by the way, just dropped 10 OMB memberships at the Army of Asgard level. Holy crap. Wicked Plumber coming in, dropping some memberships. Dang. Well, thank you very much, Wicked Plumber. I appreciate it very much. Dropping another five, in fact. Man, oh man, oh man. That's amazing. Speaking of members, Orange Hat Reviews, who's been a member for 25 months in a row. Thank you very much, Orange Hat. He decided to uh, to take in, or he decided to, to use his member comment. He says, Movie Talk, thoughts on brilliant movie called They Live with Roddy Piper, Fighting the Alien Invasion with Keith David. You better have seen it. I have seen it, and it's phenomenal. I, I hadn't seen it up until, what, a year or two ago was the first time that I actually got to see that one. But yes, uh, They Live is fantastic. I think that we could probably look to a lot of the things going, going currently going on in our world and say, oh man, this movie was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. This movie was ahead of its time in a lot of ways. <laughs> So I am honestly, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great film. It's a lot of fun, and as I mentioned, I think that it's a movie that when you look at some of the commentary it has, yeah, it makes some pretty good points. Makes some pretty good points. At least that that's what I would personally say. Um. Anyway, it looks like oh no, oh no. So the chat that I've been highlighting, it's not updating anymore on Restream, and that's what allows me to, to highlight these comments. 
Oh, no. Anyway, Miss Minnesota hockey fan, I'm going to try and figure this out, says, I had the beer bug earlier this year. It was more like a mild cold. Yeah, and again, people are showing different symptoms. I had mentioned this previously that the doctor that I have that prescribed me the medication, which was a lot of vitamins and the ivermectin, etc., again, consult your own doctor, they uh, had already treated my brother-in-law, and now my mother-in-law has it too, and her symptoms are a lot worse. And so she did not see the same type of immediate turnaround to treatment that I did. Um, because again, everyone's a little bit different. Everyone's a little bit different when it comes to that. Anyway, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Thank you very much for being in the chat. And all right, yeah, those are the uh, comments. I can't, I can't seem to access the other comments. And unfortunately, because I'm streaming through the the studio, I'm afraid to <laughs> I'm afraid to refresh. So um, yeah, let me. Okay, here's what's gonna happen, y'all. I'm gonna refresh my browser. I'm gonna refresh my browser, and hopefully, that fixes the issue. If I disappear for a second, or completely, oh goodness me. But let me try and see if I can get this worked out. Apparently, there's now also some audio and video sync issues. You're the first I've heard it from tonight, Dean Heiss. So hopefully, it's just on your end. Hopefully, it's just on your end. And of course, as soon as I'm about to, as soon as I'm about to hit the refresh button, low watermark comes in with a $50 donation via Streamlabs saying, I don't want to mess up your ability to respond to chat, so no gifted memberships right now. So here are a few more dollars. Well, thank you very much, low watermark. I really do appreciate that. I always appreciate when you go through Streamlabs, especially because Mama Susan ain't getting none of that. Bruce says that he sees the sync issues as well. I don't know what's going on with that, but all right, I'm, re- I'm clicking the refresh button now. It says reload. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm back. The chats have been reset according to this. It should still be live according to what I'm seeing right here. However, I'm still not seeing, I'm still not seeing chats. Well, hopefully that fixed. Okay, it seemed to have fixed the audio and visual issue. That's good. Unfortunately, for some reason... I am not seeing um, I am not seeing <laughs> the chat. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like I can actually highlight the chat anymore, which makes me very, very sad. Well, that makes me a sad panda. That's, that's what that makes me. That makes me a sad panda. Aw. All right. Well, I'm going to do the very best that I can to still be able to get through the chats. Uh, but now I've got to go through the actual live uh, the live chat itself. Uh, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I can do this. We'll see. Uh, Fear of FEMA, hail to you. Thanks for being in the chat. And again, I do apologize. I can't seem to highlight comments. I don't know. It must have been when I changed the stream location is the only thing I could possibly think of. But that doesn't make any sense because now it should be streaming to the correct location. Um. So I don't know why it's 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 not working in here. That does not make any sense to me. 
but I do apologize for that. Let's see. G-Man, Titus say there's no way to make money off of natural immunity. That is that is very true. Though I will say that as far as the treatments that many people will use, there's still some way. As I mentioned, the ivermectin, um, it's it's being jacked. The prices are jacked up right now. It's It can cost anywhere from $1 to $300 for an actual prescription of just a five-day supply. <laughs> which again is ridiculous and it has nothing to do with the actual medication itself and everything to do with big pharma trying to push people in a certain direction. It's pretty ridiculous, pretty ridiculous. Robert Wiles had to say, I'm pretty sure most of us uh, had it and we didn't even know. Well, yeah, there are countless people that were asymptomatic. Absolutely. Uh, Tina B wanted to remind everyone in bigger news, soup to nuts will be on at 8 PM Thursday. I have to set up the show, so be sure to sub and hit the bell notification. Well, there you go. In Blazin64, thank you very much for your kind words. I appreciate that. Gavin Kennedy, who's a member, says, Good evening, Odin. I'm off to bingo. Where do I pay out for games? <laughs> That's a bingo. That's a bingo. General Wingster, is a member, says, I hereby name you Sir Templar Odin of the disease known as China. Well, that is quite a, that is quite a mouthful, good sir. Quite a mouthful. Laura, Shorty Short says, two episodes in Arcane in Netflix, and I give it my strongest recommendation. I hear it was nominated for an Emmy. Well, back in the day when the Emmys mattered, that might have mattered to me. But I am very happy, very, very happy to hear that you are enjoying it. As you know, when, whenever you recommend something, I, I tend to agree. So I'll definitely have to check that out. Let's see. General Wingster. By the way, does this just keep on refreshing... The same notifications? Are my notifications broken now? Goodness gracious. Might have to try and skip some of the alerts if it keeps on doing that. I think I fixed it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I clicked the button. Hopefully it was the right button. Forever Sci-Fi in the chat, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Again, I'm sorry that I can't seem to be able to highlight any of the comments. General Wingster says, I thought COVID didn't exist anymore. I thought Ukraine, inflation, gas prices, January 6th communities, any and all of that. Yeah, me too. I thought we had moved past all of it. Mike Jackson says, that which does not kill you makes you stronger, literally. Yeah, that that is absolutely a fact. Rosie G, who is a member, says, at this point, it seems I know more folks who've had it than who haven't. Yeah, exactly. Alice McCarthy, Ty, say, howdy, oh. And how's it going? House Thor, watch Jurassic World 3 again, and minus the nostalgia, it's meh. Oh, so now you're just changing your opinion on us, Alex McCarthy. And it, the, even the nostalgia, dude, wasn't even that good. You, you say it's meh, and that's better than your I enjoyed it that you gave us the other day. But come on, come on, man. Anyway, Forever Sci-Fi says, Heard as talking about Resident Evil, where they actually said the T-virus wasn't as bad as COVID. Couldn't believe that. Yeah, and it's at the same time I can, right? You look at how Netflix is seemingly in this game of every other day it seems to make a good decision or a really, really bad decision. More bad, it seems to me, than good. But you look to that and you think, okay, well, clearly they still have a lot of projects in the pipe that were still underneath the old... Uh, mantra of we must be woke some you know because somehow that means we make money even though that clearly isn't the case but it is interesting nonetheless see Odie rex hail to you thanks for telling me that it was hasbro that did that 
Let's see, Steve and Titus say, your thoughts on Campia calling out YouTube creators like yourself who post videos of Thor being disappointed while he thought Thor 4 made 700 plus million and only for Campia to be wrong and be corrected. Actually, I talked about that during the morning stream. I did a whole section about John Campia uh, in the morning stream. And uh, since the chat doesn't seem to be jumping on me because I can't highlight the chat because the chat built into Restream for some reason isn't working, I figure I might as well be able to talk now about the actual... Uh, box office. So let's get that up on the board. So we do have some updated numbers for Thor 11 Thunder. It's now at $503.8 million. Oh my goodness, it's crossed $500 million. But going back, getting back to the comment Stephen made, yeah, this um, last few days have been interesting because John Campia, the King Shill himself, John Campia, yeah, he is apparently upset. He is upset because people are apparently idiots. His words... You're an idiot. You're stupid if you think Thor is not a major success. This coming from the man who believed the clear mathematical error that was on Box Office Mojo's site enough to where his video stream's title was Thor crosses 700 million. It was like that for several hours, and it was like that long enough to the point where he claiming that people are idiots who say Thor Love and Thunder is not that big of a hit, not that big of a success, or is in many ways a failure, or in many ways is, is just not living up to the standard that the MCU has set, all of which are true statements. Again, this number should hopefully be able to show and reflect that, especially when we start comparing it to other films, not only within the Thor franchise, but also within the more recent MCU movies. The fact that he's going to go out of his way to call people idiots and then make one of the dumbest mistakes that could have easily been figured out is, is amazing to me. You think about the amount of money he has, you think about how much production value is within his grasp, and yet he can't even do a basic Google search. He, you know, to give credit where credit is due, though I barely give him any credit, he at least admitted that the number that he had was incorrect, but then he immediately doubled down and said, well, you know, uh, Box Office Mojo was reporting on it, and they use this site, which is what the industry uses, and it's like, wait a minute, you're saying that this one website, or this one marketing firm, or whatever it is, that, that collects box office data, is the main one of the movie industry, and yet the numbers, which I'm using right now, has had the correct number from the very beginning. Deadline and all the other media outlets that are covering box office news all had the correct number. So even his excuse, even the excuse that Campia used to try and say, well, you know, I was just going by what the numbers were saying. I was just going by what this was saying. It just shows you how incompetent he truly is, because as I said, anyone, even if you are someone that doesn't follow the box office as much, even if you are someone that more is a casual watcher of the box office, or maybe you watch my videos, could have said, wait a minute. Because for those that maybe missed it, basically on Box Office Mojo, the international number, they had up to $400 million. Now, anyone, I think, could have honestly looked at that number, even if they knew very little about how the box office worked and could have said, wait, that seems really high. Wait, this movie's already made $400 million worldwide? Or, or rather, in the international market? Wait, no one else is talking about this. Why is this not, like, bigger news? It's because it wasn't true. It's because they clearly had 
a mathematical error. They had a data entry error. And I call out Box Office Mojo as well because they had the error on their website for about 24 hours. And when you are a website, Box Office Mojo, that is, that is run by IMDB, which means you're owned by Amazon, one of the biggest companies in the world, you cannot tell me that you were not able to know or that you were not told that this error existed several hours before you actually changed and updated it. So I think it's hilarious, though, that one, Box Office Mojo shows that the once great website is now just a complete trash heap, for one, and two... That John Campia, who's calling everyone else except for himself an idiot, can't even look at these numbers and say, oh, wait a minute, this actually doesn't seem right. Maybe I should check Deadline or Hollywood Reporter or Forbes or a myriad of other shill sources that all are on the same side of you. They all play ball on the same team as you, buddy. You couldn't even take the second that it would have taken you to look and see the numbers to say, oh, wait a minute, there's nothing, something's not quite right about this number. But he's calling everyone else an idiot. He's calling everyone else an idiot. Well, what does the actual numbers themselves say? Well, $503.8 million. Okay, to a regular everyday person, hey, that sounds actually pretty good. But wait a minute, let's compare this now to some other films. Let's compare it first to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Remember, worldwide, Thor Love and Thunder came in $150 million behind, where Doctor Strange was at the same point in its release. Same point of its release, opening weekend, Doctor Strange had $150 million more. It opened to around $450 million. Thor Love and Thunder worldwide opened to three hundred. If you look at the domestic numbers, you'll see Multiverse of Madness has more days winning up against rather Doctor Strange 2 has more days winning Doctor Strange 2 has more days winning the box office battle against Thor Love and Thunder now right now we have our first Monday and it got 5.3 million on actually now it's second Monday well the second Monday of Doctor Strange it made 4.8 million it then saw a spike to 5.2 on Tuesday. Tuesdays are known for being discount days, and so they tend to be a higher number. But the fact that this movie is already at that $150 million behind Doctor Strange 2, because we're also seeing similar drops. Remember, one of the big news stories was the fact that this movie dropped 67, sorry, 68% in the domestic market from week one to week two. Dropped 68%. In fact, we'll go ahead and pull that up for everyone to be able to, to see. Oh, sorry. I got to click on this box office button right here. There we go. So, 68% drop right there from week one to week two. Oh, but we're an idiot. We're morons, John Campia, right? We're morons if we say that the movie isn't really all that impressive, that it's not doing all that well in reality. Dropping 68%. This is one of the MCU's biggest drops. One of their biggest drops. And even the shill media can't ignore the fact that the only films that are similar to this one in drops are Spider-Man No Way Home, which had Christmas in the first two weeks. And so one of those weekends was, guess what? A lot more negatively impacted because of Christmas vacation and Christmas holiday and families getting together and not going to the theaters, though many of them still do. Still, that makes sense. 68% drop. Not to mention, of course, the film getting to almost $2 billion, which this film couldn't even dream 
of being able to get even close to accomplishing even half of that feat or half of that number. And then the other films that are within the same talking points of this one is Black Widow, which they continue to say, but don't forget it had day and date release on Disney Plus. Day and date release, but Disney Plus, it's the excuse that keeps on winning for Black Widow. It's why it wasn't that big of a failure, even though box office wise was. And then the other film that's in the same discussion, Doctor Strange 2. But as we mentioned, Doctor Strange 2 started $150 million ahead of where Thor is right now. But it's seeing the same kind of drop off. We see this even further when we dive into these numbers as well, because if we look at here, this is the actual international breakdown. This was a little delayed in being updated on deadline. It says Disney Marvel's Thor Love and Thunder led the international box office weekend in its sophomore session with an added $60.1 million. The global getting close to $500 million. It's now crossed that because of the Monday numbers. The overseas drop was 59% from last weekend. That's a skosh lower than Spider-Man No Way Home's 60% sophomore clip, though the movie was a holiday release. Again, remember, though, one of the weekends was a holiday itself. And deeper than the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness drop of 56% in the same suite of markets for the second frame. So this movie saw the exact same percentage drop-off as Doctor Strange, though it came in well behind where Doctor Strange started. You then add on top of that that it had a 3% higher drop internationally than Doctor Strange. And now you're starting to see why I've put these two films together. Now you're starting to see why I've said these are two films that I think we should look at next to each other. I've had a lot of people... Even friends of the channel saying, well, I don't think it's really fair for you to do that because they're different. Da, 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 da. It's like they're MCU movies. They're giant MCU films. They are characters that are some of the few characters left in the MCU that even generic fans would, would actually appreciate in Doctor Strange and Thor. But you're looking at these movies and you're seeing very similar trends. A big showing up front, a massive drop off by week two. You add to that, John Campia, you can't say it's not a big success. Okay, you add to that the $150 million ahead that Doctor Strange 2 was. I looked at that and I say, okay, where did that $150 million worth of people go between Doctor Strange 2 and Thor Love and Thunder? Because they were missing out, apparently, on that movie or had no interest in that movie. That's a pretty big amount of money there. And we're talking about two very large properties, Seemingly large audiences as well. But no, we're, we're idiots, apparently, because we're, we're pointing out, oh, wait a minute. It's actually not doing all that well. You then look and compare this to some of the other Thor movies. And though at this point in time, it is currently right now leading the pack as far as the Thor films are concerned. It's only got about 20 million on Ragnarok. And Ragnarok was a very successful movie, a very positive word-of-mouth movie. Even John Campia is going to have to admit that Love and Thunder doesn't have very good word-of-mouth. Even he's going to have to admit as much. What's even better is when you look at this number right here, right? You look at the, the, the number drop-off between these films, and you'll notice that this is one of the largest, one of the steepest drop-offs in the entire history of even the Thor franchise as well. So with this type of record drop-off in Thor's franchise, 
Ragnarok is going to catch up very, very quickly. And I was pointing this out earlier today as well. Look at these numbers here, and we'll go ahead and make sure that we have the adjusted for inflation number on because that's something that a lot of these shills like to just ignore. If you look to the total number for Thor The Dark World, $727 million. Even Scotty Boy Mendelssohn, king of the shills over on Forbes. Even Scotty Boy Mendelssohn has said the film's on pace to make $700 million. So he thinks that $700 million mark is about where this film's going to end up based on the current metrics. Meaning, if it has a bigger drop-off, it could even make less than that. Or it could make a little bit more. But what this means is that Love and Thunder may not even be able to get to the same box office that Love and, or sorry, that Dark World was able to get to. And anyone who's being honest will look at Thor the Dark World and say, yeah, you know, most people don't think it's the best MCU movie. In fact, most people would probably have it at the bottom of their list. Up until recent films, for being honest, up until the recent films, up until the recent films from the MCU, if we were talking about some of the worst MCU films, you had Captain Marvel down there, you had Thor the Dark World being down there as well. I would also put uh, Avengers Age of Ultron in that list. It was one of my least favorite of all the films, and I know a lot of other people felt that way too, especially when ranking the movies. Even if some liked it, it was definitely not at the top of the list for a lot of people. Thor The Dark World, though, was almost consistently seen by most people to be one of the worst films. So if Thor Love and Thunder, which is supposed to be a progressive film, by that I don't mean politically, though it is, I mean... You're supposed to be making more and more and expanding your audience. Well, this film is going to be making less than the previous film, Ragnarok, and is even going to be making potentially less than The Dark World. Who's the idiot now? John Campia, Scotty Boy Mendelson, who's saying essentially the same thing while ignoring key data points. Spare me. And this is coming from a dude who hates math. Never did well in math in high school, and yet has found a love of going through box office numbers, breaking the numbers down as best he can, and just having fun. And I think that's the big difference, is that Campia is a pure corporate entity. Mendelssohn, pure corporate entity. And that's why we call them shills, because they will do whatever is expedient for them to do. They will say anything, spin anything, as long as it fits their agenda, as long as it fits their bottom line. They don't actually have any type of standard. And we saw that clearly by Campy himself calling other people idiots while he had a fake, false number up about Love and Thunder, which anyone with a brain and two seconds to Google search could have told you, yeah, that's not the box office for it. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Anyway, make sure y'all smash that like button, please. I do appreciate y'all being here. 118 people hanging out in the chat. Thank y'all very much. I appreciate it. Um, And as I mentioned, unfortunately, I'm having issues with my Restream Studio, the app that allows me to highlight comments. Unfortunately, because of some earlier issues, I am no longer able to actually do that. Um, unfortunately, I'm not able to do that. By the way, thank you very much to those that have donated to the event I mentioned earlier. Again, even if it's just a little bit, uh, it means a lot. Um, 
I'll post the link again in the chat if you want to donate. Again, it's not a emergency situation, but it is definitely a, a good cause that I think um, people should donate to. And this is to provide for chairs in the PICU of uh, Erlinger Hospital here in Tennessee. So again, this is uh, Little Everly. Uh, this is a friend of mine in real life's uh, daughter. And she had to spend, unfortunately, five days in the PICU and... The PCI, in fact, you can actually see it even in the background. You see that chair in the background? That's the chair that the mom had to feed her child, had to feed Everly. And then also, that's the chair that her dad had to sleep in. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise money for um, Erlinger to be able to provide actual legitimate <laughs> chairs for them, for parents who have to go through the PICU. So that way they can at least go through it comfortably. Because Lord knows we don't want anyone to ever have to go through it. But if they can at least go through it comfortably, at least it's something. So anyway, wanted to mention that as well. If you, don't, if you can't give, hey, I understand right now things are really bad. Things are really tight. Inflation is insane. But if you can, I would appreciate it. Link is in the description as well. All right, Orange Hair Reviews, getting back to the chats. I am well far behind tonight. I'm uh, 30 minutes behind, so I apologize if I don't get to comment sooner. Uh, Orange Hat Reviews says 5,000 pledges and only 1,468 pledged. It was a pathetic campaign, one that is better to be forgotten. Talking there about the Riva lightsaber. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Wingster says, General Wingster, Odin is acting like an English dub of a foreign show again. Hopefully that's been fixed. Now I don't have access to the live chat anymore, so if things go bad, I won't know until probably 30 minutes down the road. Uh, I will say uh, the Aussie chat is still up. So my Aussie fam, Abomination, if things are going really, really bad, you let me know because you're my new live chat, especially since very few people hang out over there. Uh, let's see. Laura Shorty Short says, Amy Schumer nearly destroyed my only murders show, but they recovered by having Steve Martin sing Angel in flip flops and nobody chewed gum while he was singing. <laughs> Oh no! I feel like I've been slightly spoiled. Not really, because that's not that's not a big spoiler. But yeah, I I have the same I had the same thought, Laura. Yeah, this show only murders in the building. It's it's a very fun show. Steve Martin, Martin Short are great. And yeah, this season they bring Amy Schumer in, and I was uh, I cringed every time she was on screen. I was cringing. Um, but I'm glad to hear that it seems like her role is very limited at the least. Uh, Abomination Tag to say, I'm half busy with work, so no promises. Well, again, even if it's just danger, danger, Odin, uh, it doesn't have to be a lot. <laughs> Let's see. Favorite Sci-Fi as a member says, I went to Hasbro Pulse and was upset I missed out on the G.I. Joe Retro Cobra Stinger vehicle. Yeah, I think a lot of people were a lot more upset with that than anything else. Um, Low Watermark as a member says, I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Yeah, I'm going to put that in there. Why not? Why not? All right. Mark Lisseth, what's going on? Good, sir. Odin put COVID in the title again. I did. I did. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll all survive. We'll all pull through this together. I promise not to say the doctor phrase as much tonight. So, Alice McCarthy tagged and said, Fortunately, the hospital rooms I was in either had a couch or pull-out couch. The wife slept on that till I got the coof. Oof. Well, hey, yeah, I think to say, yeah, I think that's definitely a very fortunate thing. And that's the reason why we're trying to raise money to try and and put some actual furniture in, especially for, again, parents in the PICU, especially. They they shouldn't have to go through that. Remember, Sci-Fi says those chairs look like a worthy purchase, like the tank the Dutch farmers brought and brought to the protest. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, it's been amazing. And isn't it amazing, too, that the media isn't covering any of these protests that are happening? There are literally protests happening in countless countries across the world, and barely any of the mainstream legacy, legacy media is covering it. I'm not surprised. I'm honestly not that surprised that they're not. But man, oh, man. General Wingster then adds in, YouTube can kiss my... Abomination says, alert, Odyssey now shows a disinformation warning because of the coof word in the title. No! Okay, he says, just kidding. Abomination, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I would have been very surprised by that. I would have been very upset by that. But luckily, that's not true. It's still safe over on Odyssey, people. (laughs) <laughs> low watermark says i'll do it odin i'll do it you won't be able to keep track oh oh no <laughs> oh talking about uh gifting memberships i will say it's a lot easier to keep track in the live chat it's just unfortunate that i can't uh, highlight comments um let's see actually now that i think about it i might be able to highlight comments let me try to... This is something I haven't used in a while. So no promises. Let's see if I pop out the chat. And then it uses this thing. Hmm. <laughs> Let's make that a little bit bigger. All right, let's see. How far back can we go? Let me toggle on the timestamps. 744. So not quite there fully in the chat. But let me see if I can get the... Where is this? Is this the chat capture? Let's see if that does it. Get overlay. That's right. Y'all are all enjoying me talking through this right now. I just know it. No, that's not it. So what I need to do is I need to add a browser source. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're cooking with gas, I think. All right, let's add browser. Chat. Temp. Probably going to forget about it altogether. Y'all going to see something on the screen? Okay. All right. There we go. There we go. Again, now, now we're cooking with some gas. Okay. Boom. Let me clear it. Oh. How do I change that? Oh, no. <laughs> Can only imagine what the chat's like right now. Yes, I am very much putting a boomer moment right now. If anyone's going to call me a boomer, th- this would be the time. Can't find the way to your heart must break to your heart maybe i need to no hmm i don't i don't like that i don't like the black screen just being there that's not cool i'm gonna hide it for now 
Uh, hopefully, I can highlight some comments later on. But <laughs> apologies, everybody. 123 people watching. I'm professional, I swear. I swear. <laughs> All right, Biffer the Hobbit uh, on YouTube. This was at 718. I'm so far behind. Lately, movies are garbage. Don't watch Crawdad Sing and Marcel the Shell. Biffer the Hobbit, you're, you're one of the few people that I hear crapping on movies like this. I've heard great things about uh, Marcel the Shell, and I've heard from a couple people that like Crawdad Sing. So just because you may not like the films does not mean that the films themselves are bad. Are you separating your subjective and objective opinions there? Nathan Slay says, Hey man, I know I am not someone whom you know, but if you could please pray for me, that would be great. I'm just going through a really rough transitional period right now. And it's that Nathan Slay, absolutely, man. I, I, I will absolutely pray for you. And I ask that the chat pray for you as well. Hardwick, time to say, what are your thoughts on the Night of the Museum movies? I enjoy them. They're very fun, uh, fun family entertainment. Let's see, Bongo, what's going on, Bongo Tez? Don't worry about not being on Twitter, just keep using Minds, I follow you over there. Well, boom, yeah. Use Minds, I use Gab, I use uh, True Social, and I have my alternate Twitter as well. All those links you can find as well in the description of the video. Soul Assassin says, they want to ban anthropologists from using gender to identify skeletons of archaeological sites now. I saw that story, I saw that story pop up. Probably going to talk about that on Thursday on the OMB Report stream. Absolutely, um, because it is just, it's, it's truly insane. It just shows you how insane these people truly are, you know, that you can't eat, not only is, not only are you not allowed to, um, to understand biological or state biological fact, right? Not, not only are you not allowed to, to do that anymore, but now Actually, no, this is just a continuation of that. It's always a, just a continuation of that. But how they're continuing to go after people just for stating simple biological truth and biological fact, right? Whether it's stating that a woman is a woman and a man is a man, or even just asking the question of what is a woman? Okay, if you're going to say a woman's something else, then how do you define it? But now, yeah, there are these reports coming out now about a push being made in archaeology to uh, eliminate the identification of corpses' gender. Because in their own words, well, how do we know what gender they identified as? Which is just so ridiculous because these concepts did not exist at that time because these concepts are ludicrous and not based in reality. How do I know this? Well, there's a great little film out there called What is a Woman? And he travels to a tribe in Africa where he mentions these concepts and all of them are like, what in the world are you talking about? Because it turns out that this entire stuff going on with gender is really, sadly, a first world problem. It's something that only exists within the first world, only is really impacting the first world. And if we're going to be really honest, it's something that <laughs> if, if we're going to talk about white privilege in any context being a real thing, it would be in this situation here. <laughs> Let's see, Abomination over on Odyssey says, if it's possible to add a color key to that overlay, you can just adjust the default green color so it'll uh, key out black. Yeah, I think that, because at first I thought that there was something built into it that would allow me to do that. Um, but unfortunately, I... Yeah, again, I thought that there was something that would have allowed me to, to do that. But let me see... 
Let's see. 19, 20 by 10, 80. I think that I can... Background color, because it's a custom. It's a custom CSS. Is the reason why I don't think I can actually. Let me see if I can transform. Fit to screen. Yeah. So because it's custom, I can't actually uh, change it, unfortunately. But again. It was it was it was worth checking out at least. It was worth giving a shot. All right, back into the chat now. Laura tagged to say the saddest thing about Love and Thunder is that Hemsworth was great with the kids in the movie. A more serious movie about Thor wanting a family would have been wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Could you imagine if they were actually able to come back with um with the old school Thor um creators? And were able to put together a a more seriously toned film. I think that would be the way to get things back on track. I don't fortunately see that happening. Um, because, yeah, going back to your point about Hemsworth, I think it's a very unfortunate thing for Hemsworth. That he's kind of stuck in all of this. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't feel bad because he's getting a lot of money for it. But still. General Wingster says, who cares about Twitter? Here, have a doggo. Oh, well, thank you. Input latency. What's going on, good series of members saying, Hail and God bless, friend. Today's a good day. Absolutely. God bless you. Wicked Plumber, thank you again for gifting those memberships on the channel. A lot of people becoming members. G-Man, thank you very much for the $5 super chat saying, I've been banned from Twitter for a couple of months now, but that hasn't kept them from sending the email notifications. Any idea how to stop them? Uh, in the email itself, there should be a at the very, very bottom, a way to unsubscribe from those emails. That's how I would do it personally. Um, yeah, it was weird for a while because I was in a couple of group chats on my main account, and I was still signed in on my phone for a while before I created the Templar Odin account. And I kept getting notifications for all of my chats. So I tried responding once. I don't think it went through, but it was just the weirdest thing. It's like, wait, I've locked, I've been locked out of my account, but I'm still getting these notifications. This doesn't make any sense. Then on this Felicitas tag to say the cripple fight in South Park is a shot for shot remake of the fight in They Live. <laughs> is that true? That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Let's see. Johnny Boy, who is a member, hail forever sci-fi. Says, our current world feels like a cross between they live and idiocracy. Yeah, idiocracy is a good shout, too. I finally saw that film for the first time this past year. Jacob Ironside had to say, the reason the CDC doesn't have anything about herd immunity is because they want us to take the uh, the jab. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's still completely about control. That's what it's always been about for them. And that is what it will continue to be about for them. It's all about control. That's why, what are you seeing them do? You're seeing them create new crisis after new crisis after new crisis, right? First, when COVID started to calm down, all of a sudden it became about, oh, well, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Oh, all of a sudden, then it became about the January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. And what are you hearing them say now? Now they're pivoting and saying, climate change. Look at the heat going on right now. It's hot. Can you believe it's hot? Can you believe it's going to be 80 degrees in the summertime? Oh, my goodness. 1.21 gigawatts. Great Scott ridiculous it is ridiculous 
Let's see. Soul Assassin says, I have the one-star Dragon Ball next to my name. Yeah, it does look like the one-star Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, is the chat finally back? Did it randomly decide to turn back on again? It looks like the chat is back, so I should be able to highlight comments back when I, I get to 8 o'clock in the chat. <laughs> Whenever that actually ends up being the case. Apologies again, everybody. All right, the chat has finally decided to jump on me. So, unfortunately, it looks like some comments may have been skipped. So, I do apologize for that, everybody. General Wingster says, Odin is sorry about being an idiot. He's very, very sorry. Hey, that's mean. You're so mean, Judge Red. What's going on, Judge Red? Welcome back. Let's see. Lady Fossilot, thank you very much for the $20 super chat. Thank you very much. Let me go ahead and see if I can get that. There we go. Lady Fossilot, thank you so much for the very generous super chat saying, Hail all, uh, hail and well met. Blessing for your recovery. You bring good news in spite of the nonsense. I would recommend the Ultraman cartoon anime if anyone would like a positive father-son team-up. It's only 28 episodes at 25 minutes each. Yeah, I always see Ultraman on sale. I, I follow Blu-ray deals and, and Blu-ray prices. And the Ultramans are always on sale. But I'm glad to hear that it's good. Robert Wiles, who's a member, says, AMC Theaters are giving away free limited edition comic books for Thor. Don't know if they are still, but they are. They didn't do that right at opening night. Yeah, I can, can only imagine why they're starting to give away stuff for free trying to beg people to come see their movie because unlike what John Campia thinks, it's not doing all that well. It's not doing terribly. Even my own projections say it's going to make money. It's going to make its money back and make a little profit, but its return on investment is not looking very good. It's not looking very good. Not at all. Uh, Matt Vader 74 hail to you. Good, sir. Glad to see you in the chat. Jim one tag to say, I used to look forward to the Marvel panel Comic-Con and what they might announce, but this year I feel like I am kind of over it. I think a lot of people are over it, dude. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are over it. And it's interesting because it was, I think it was Josiah who put this out. A bunch of people have already put out this metric on social media, but it compares all of the phases by runtime. And if you look to the current phase four, since it includes several movies, but then also these series... It's like an insanely high degree of runtime. And people wonder why things are failing. It's not only because of the amount of runtime. It's also, more importantly in my opinion, because of the fact that the content isn't there. Because the content sucks. Dabbingwalk55, hail to you. I see you in the chat. Unknown, shill's gonna shill. Absolutely will. Uh, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, Ragnarok is only Thor film I saw in a theater. Yeah. Hardwick Tide to say, have you ever seen, have you ever read C.S. Lewis' essay, The Inner Ring? It explains a lot about human behavior. I have not, but I do appreciate C.S. Lewis. I got a, a lot of his books that I want to read. Robert Wiles pulling a Gary, he says. How dare you? How dare you? Just another redshirt tag to say, you remain a bad influence on me. I just ordered the 60th anniversary 4K steelbook of Lawrence of Arabia. Well, hey, congratulations. It's, it's, a, it's a nice looking steelbook. It is not my favorite, but it is a nice looking steelbook nonetheless. Do I have that one next to me? I think I do. 
Yeah. The Lawrence of Arabia steelbook. Again, I do like the artwork, but Sony needs to step up its game and become more like Lionsgate. I've mentioned this on other streams before. This is how you do it. Look at Lionsgate. This 4K release for Ron. This is probably my favorite 4K steelbook release um, of, of the last several years as far as just the general design and artwork. And this is the, this is the key to why Lionsgate right now is the best distributor of physical media. Because they give you a plastic slipcover for your steelbook. And look, they make it functional. Not only, not only is it sensible, it's also functional. Look at that. That's amazing. And then, you know, you get the nice-looking artwork for Lawrence of Arabia, and then you got Warner Brothers who are putting out, okay, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow, it's a great film, and yeah, it's got the matte finish, but, I mean, come on. There's so much more you could do with this. Step up your game. There are so many films where if they at least had put a little more effort in like Lionsgate did, I probably would have bought. And I would have even less money than I have now. <laughs> no, actually, reverse that. I have less now because I've, I've spent some money <laughs> making rosaries and send, sending them away. But it's okay. That's why I do it. It's just fun. It's a lot of fun. Keely Chow, what's going on? Hound3000 also hanging out in the chat. Uh, Hardwick Titus say, did you hear that Reddit has now banned the word groomer? Yeah. It's interesting that they won't actually ban actual groomers, um, but they'll ban the word. Rhaegar says, the doctor phrase as much. How dare you, Rhaegar? How dare you? Graham, <laughs> sorry, General Winkster just says the simple comment, Reddit is a groomer. Yeah. Gomer Kyle, hail to you, good sir. Is it true Germany has fired up the coal mines again? I don't know. I've not heard that, but it would make sense. I, I heard a recent report about how they were about to be limited in the amount of oil they received. Wasn't it uh, the stream, something stream? I don't know what it is. I'm not an expert on <laughs> on uh, pipelines, but is it like the Nord Stream? Maybe it's the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Aren't they going to be limited? Uh, the person who runs it or whoever runs it is going to stop giving them access to it or something. And it's like, yeah, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Robert Wiles, his member says, or the 60K service who doesn't get paid and soon kicked out for not getting the blank. Sorry, dude, your spelling sometimes is a little off, Robert. Leslie Tharkin, what's going on, Tharkin? Leslie Tharkin, what's going on? Welcome back, member. Jim One, the John Campia show has been having buffering problems since a week, uh, and today the feed completely cut. He should be spending less time attacking other YouTubers and more time fixing his internet. Yeah, he should. And also, for <laughs> what little credibility he has, at least getting his basic facts correct, which he can't seem to do. Again, he can't even do a basic... <laughs> he can't even do a basic Google search. Uh, Soul Assassin, Odin's going to start an ASMR fixing stream channel. Let's not do that. I don't think that would be fun for anybody. <laughs> Judge Red, call me a boomer. Griffin Turbo is in the chat. What's up? Okay. We're getting very close to me being able to highlight comments again. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Johnny Boy just says, put your glasses on, Gary. Um, I have my contacts in because I'm fancy. I'm fancy like that. Robert Wiles says that he will pray for you, Nathan. Awesome. Paul Rolo. What's going on, Paul? He also, a lot of people putting up the prayer hands 
for you, dude. We got your back, Nathan. Hardwick, Titus say, did you hear about Jamie Lee Curtis's comments about Ana de Armas? Also, did you know Curtis's son is, quote, transitioning, and she and her husband said they're so proud about it? Um, I have not heard her comments about Ana de Armas. Uh, I mean, I think she's a talented... I think Ana de Armas is a very talented actress. So unless it's that, I, I, I haven't heard of it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. Um, I don't think their son is, is as young as some of the other Hollywood children that are being, in my very humble opinion, um, and I think there's a lot of facts to back me up, there are a lot of Hollywood children, unfortunately, or children of Hollywood celebrities that are being abused, uh, psychologically especially, by this woke mob. Um, I don't think that's the case, though, for them. Um, assuming, I, I'm pretty sure, based on Curtis's age, that their son's a little older, but still, nah, not a good thing. 70B in the chat. Hail to you, 70B. Ambrose Chamberpot in the chat as well. Uh, Judge of the Registers member says, First world problem, that's a perfect comeback to a green-haired lunatic. Yep. Absolutely. Unknown says, This gender crap is getting out of hand. It's been out of hand for a while, but... Dadman Walking Five says, Going to be lurking, need to get the dishes done for Mrs. Dadman Walking since she cooked. Yeah, I, I I know a lot of people that have that deal where it's whoever cooks, the opposite cleans. I'm the person where I cook, I clean, I do all kinds of stuff. But because of me having having a certain beer bug, I unfortunately uh, have not been able to do as much cleaning. Or at least she didn't feel comfortable with me doing the cleaning. I understand. I understand. I'm a, I'm a bit of a pariah, I know, but Judge Tread says, I am a genderless blob. Are you really? Is that how this all works? Is biology just out the window? Interesting. Hardwick tagged to say, Why do the San Diego scenes in The Lost World, Jurassic Park, get so much criticism? It's been a long time since I watched it, but I don't remember there being anything wrong with them. I think it's because there were a lot of things that they could have done and they didn't. And it really is two different movies when you think about it. I think the bigger criticism has to do with people really were enjoying it when it was still you know, in the park itself, when they decide to go to the mainland, it, it just, it comes across as just very jarring. I think that's probably why it gets a lot of criticism. It's been a while since I've seen the, dar- <laughs> say the Dark World. It's been a while since I've seen The Lost World, Jurassic Park, but I, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the reason why. If I had, if I had to guess. Gorma Kyle says, regular people, don't care about the gender BS. They think it's ridiculous, and there are still more normal people than the boneheads that believe cat is a gender. Yeah, the unfortunate thing, though, is that many of them don't understand that this nonsense is going on in the real world. Because what's going on right now in our schools? I mean, these insane people have the rings of power. <laughs> no pun intended. No connection intended. Or maybe it is. But they've got the ranks of power from Amazon, it seems, that allows them to influence children, whether it be in education fields, whether it be in actual places of power, like in the White House, for instance. And so it enables them to have a lot of control. But the problem is, for some reason, a lot of regular everyday people who don't pay attention to this kind of stuff are are letting a lot of this stuff just slip underneath their noses. It's, It's not good. It's not good at all. All right. So, 
Chat jumped on me there, but I'm almost caught up to be able to start highlighting some comments. Very excited. Very, very excited for that. Let's see. Leslie Tharkin says, I had to get the jab and I work remote. That is insane. And I, I feel bad for anyone who, because especially of of need, uh, of because of needing to support the family, etc., were basically forced into getting something that they did not actually want to get. I think it's truly despicable that any company would do that. Um, and not everyone is in a position where they can stand up and say, no, I'm not doing it. It's such a sad state. Soul Assassin says, they're, uh, they're saying exposure to the sun can cause heart attacks. Of course they are. Of course they are. They've got to find another way to explain why you have healthy people just dying randomly. They have to even make up a brand new thing. It's like young people dying syndrome or something like that. It was like, honestly, that on the nose, stupid. Teen Heist says, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Soul Assassin, fun fact, a few years, Texas goes through a massive heat wave, and this is one of those years gov- government needs to chill. Yep. But for some reason, they will not. All right, now I got the chat back up. Beautiful. So happy. So happy. I can highlight comments again. Yay. All right, here's Hardwick. There we go. Uh, what would have been... Wait a minute. Okay. Just making sure. Hardwick says, What would have been neat is a movie called Thor Blood and Thunder in which Thor and Blade have to team up to fight a horde of Draugr, Norse mythical vampires. That would have at least been more interesting. I can't say whether it had been good or not. Angeles Esper Aspiazu says hi from Argentina. Well, hello. Hola. Rob D tagged to say hello. Odin finally saw Elvis last night. Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker was my least favorite thing about it. Austin Butler was great. I was surprised how many songs I recognized. That's what I've heard. I've heard a lot of people say some pretty good things about it, but most people are universally very skeptical about Tom Hanks's portrayal. They are both like little children. Such a ah. Tom Hanks ruining everything. Dan Dan, what's going on? Welcome. Joey Horn, absolutely. The cover for Ron is just phenomenal. Seventy B, thank you for being in the chat. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, Tina, I saw this same article earlier. Yeah, Sony. For those that maybe have missed it, uh, Sony claims that it was Venom Two that helped Top Gun Two. And now I can understand the mindset of where they're trying to come from, but it's the dumbest argument ever. So they're mar- the, the, the attempted argument they're making is, well, if we think about the box office, right, if we think about where it was, it was films like Venom 2 that got people to come out and got people more comfortable with the concept of going out to the theater. And so really we have to think it's like, no, it was good movies that actually drove people out because... Yeah, Venom 2 was able to make more in its opening weekend than even the original. But long term, no, it did not make as much as the first Venom film did. And then you have to add to it as well that it does not help to explain the massive success of Spider-Man No Way Home separated from the fact that it was because of Spider-Man No Way Home's story and the rumors of all three Spider-Men being in there and the leaked images. And of course we have to give huge credit to, if we're going to give credit to Venom 2, we got to give huge credit to John Campia because if John Campia hadn't found those photos and put his watermark 
on those photos and told us about the shade on Tobey Maguire's junk, then there's no way the film would have done as well. There's just no way. <laughs> Leslie Tharkin says, I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. Here's the thing. I own it. I've actually never seen it all the way through. I've only seen bits and pieces. I know. I know. I know. It's something I, I got to work on. Gomer Kyle says, it's funny. Jamie Lee Curtis has never wanted anything. Uh, she's always had real white privilege. Her parents were Hollywood legends. So her to say that about Anna was on par for her. Oh, she said someone had privilege. Good grief. David L says feed. No, River's sleeping. Why would I feed her? And I, David L just hates my dogs. So sad. Uh, Leslie Darkin, just saying good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good evening to you. We got about 10 minutes left in the show. Let's see. Tina B says, my apologies on this dang stream. The chat is roughly five minutes ahead of me. Well, hey, I'm still behind in the chat, so I think it all works out in, in the end. <laughs> Jeremy Zakowski, Ultraman is very, power, uh, very popular in Japan. They released the film Shin Ultraman and heard good things about the film. Nice. Let's see. Rob D says, Campia just needs to show everyone his certified shill certificate sent to him from Disney. Grace Randolph, too. Yeah, Grace Randolph is even worse. I mentioned this on the stream earlier, I believe, but she actually, while watching... <laughs> so while watching Miss Marvel, which is just a, such a crap show, she tried to make a comment about the end of the show, and it was one of the dumbest takes that I've ever heard. And I honestly was thinking to myself, okay, if even I, who am not even invested in this show and am hating every second of this show, can understand what just happened at the end of the show, which, spoiler warning, Brie Larson shows up as Carol Danvers, and you can't understand that they've switched places. I mean, honestly, it makes me question how she has an audience at all. So she, she basically, for those that missed it, and missed a really bad take. She basically tried to argue, well, it's clear that <laughs> that Miss Marvel just turned into Carol Danvers, meaning shapeshift into Carol Danvers. Even though the entire show, even though it's making up and giving random powers to Kamala Khan that aren't even matching up to the comic, which is hilarious because it's basically them having to relaunch a character once again, because no one wants it. No one cares about that character at all. But then she's like, well, I mean, I, I just, it's amazing because she can shape shift into, it's like, no, they switched places. I, even I, again, who was just like, I don't care. This is so stupid. Even I was able to pick up, oh, they switched spots. That's why Carol Danvers was like, oh crap. Like, oh man, I need to go. And her, her, her attempt to explain it was so bad. It's, ama it's amazing to me that these people have audiences. Let's see. Baffle Games. What's up? Says, yes, this is Nord Stream 2 not running. And Nord Stream 1 is currently also shut down due to maintenance. Ah, I got you. Rosie G. Says, has anyone watched The Old Man on FX with Jeff Bridges? No. Heard good things, though. Gomer Kyle, how hilarious was it when Grace Randolph got rolled by James Gunn? Oh, absolutely. It's always great. It's always great whenever she gets rolled by anybody. But especially when it's someone that you're not... I'm not even a big fan of James Gunn in his personal life. Um, but yeah, when even James Gunn's roasting you, it's like, what are you even doing? Robert Wiles says, military service personnel, if they 
if they don't get this, you know, I'll try not to say that you know. Okay, I'm not going to read that, Robert, because that you need to work on your sentence structure, dude. I cannot read that. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at deciphering things. That does not make any sense to me. All right, Soul Assassin. Jamie Lee, Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis called Ana de Armas a lovely Cuban girl right off the boat. What? No. Oh, man. Now, was she saying that in, like, a loving way? Or <laughs> I'm just trying to think about, like, maybe they're really good friends and that's, like, an inside joke. I doubt it. I doubt that's the case. But you never know. Ooh. Ooh. That's not good. Let's see. David L. <laughs> One of my friends who is told me that Jamie Lee Curtis was a sexual as well. Um, not surprised a child would transition. Yeah, I remember hearing about that as well. I know that there's been some who have said for years that if you look closely at certain... I Again, I don't know. And here's the thing. I don't care. I, I really don't care one or the other because even someone who's intersex is either going to be a feminine male or a masculine female. Like there's still a distinguish, there's still a distinguishing uh, gender. There's still a distinguishing sex, even amongst the intersex. It might be more complicated and more complex, but there's always a a predominant or a dominant um, sex, even in intersex people. Anyway, uh, Hardwick says Jamie Lee Curtis recently said that when she met Anna Deamas for Knives Out, she assumed she was unsophisticated and had recently arrived from. Oh boy, that's not good. See, I prefer the other way because it makes it sound more harsh. Robert Wiles says, suck at typing, sorry, I'm not good at it. Hey, man, it's it's all good. Just I would say if you're not good at it, then take your time. You, there's no rush. <laughs> there's no need to rush anything. Uh, Victor Fontaine, I think I got everyone going when I sarcastically replied to your tweet using Campia's video clip with more. Dude, Victor Fontaine, you seriously did because... I was getting random notifications and then there were comments that I was seeing but wasn't getting notified about. And I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a whole conversation going on. And yeah, it's amazing to me. It really is. So thank you for posting that clip because I sure as heck don't watch his stuff on a regular basis. And that clip and this whole nonsense with Thor Love and Thunder and the box office just confirms why I don't waste my time on him. Let's see. Judge Dredd said, Love and Thunder, that's what she said. It was a good movie, but they should have had a trigger warning for the colonoscopy scene. I got PTSD and I was traumatized. Ah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's see. Mark Leseth says, I checked out a Lost World when that girl did gymnastics to get rid of the Velociraptors. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, I still enjoy the film. At least I have fond memories of the film, even though it's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> Let's see. Gomer Kyle says, I didn't like Game of Thrones. Felt like it was a wannabe parody, a uh, little be prawn parody, uh, Lord of the Rings, so I don't care about mixed abomination of it. Yeah. And it's definitely a show that unfortunately did just uh, did just too much in that department. It, the story was good. The characters were good, but it was hard. To, it was very, very hard to get through. J.K.D. Buck says, Tom Epstein Island Hanks. I can't watch him anymore. Yeah. It's, it's definitely become a lot more difficult for me to watch him as well. All right, we're getting close to the end. So people can calm down on their chat. Calm down, sir. Calm down. Calm down on your chats. 
David L. says, if Venom 2 brought people back to the theater, then Shang-Pi and the Infernals drove them away. Well, again, David L., I'm going to fight you on this one, because though the Eternals lost money, Shang-Chi did not lose money. Shang-Chi actually made $30 million or so in profit. Yes, it's not the biggest number in the world, and yes, it's not that impressive, but it made money, okay? So you can't even put it in the same category. Can't even put it in the same category. Because to be fair, it did have a pretty strong showing domestically uh, for films at the time, especially compared to the other MCU films. Hardwick, have you seen the Coen Brothers' Lady Killers? Tom Hanks played the main villain, like a cross between Colonel Sanders and Satan. <laughs> he was a lot of fun, and I have not seen that one. No. I have not seen that one. J.K.D. Buck. Tom Hanks was in Da Vinci Turd. He looked creepy. Dude, his, his hair in the Da Vinci Code is so creepy. That is definitely the word for it. Judge Redu's member says she only has an audience because she is smoking. Interesting. <laughs> and now that's just been clipped. Uh, yes, exactly, Stephanie B. Uh, I still do not, I have not forgotten, nor do I forgive James Gunn for his really disgusting comments that he tried to say were jokes. Anyway, Daniel Thorne says, wow, you got lucky finding those doctors with tools to fight back against the sweat and sour sniffles and never be able to find them here. Yeah, again, I was lucky enough where a family member was, um, had, was dealing with it for a long time. I had long, had long COVID actually. And so when they were having some uh, really bad symptoms second time around, they had access to the doctor and the medicine worked almost instantly for them. And within a few days, they were fine. And they had been dealing with it for for months, really, as far as just uh, side effects and all, all these other things from the actual virus itself. So, yeah, I was very, very happy to be able to find one and also to find that the other factor too that people often forget is to find a pharmacy that actually is willing to fill it up um, if if they have a prescription. And uh, again, just a warning for those that might be thinking of uh, asking for a doctor or if anyone plans to use these in the, in the future, just know that especially when it comes to that one, when it comes to the ivermectin, it it, it is very expensive now. They do not want people getting their hands on it. I wonder why. Uh, 70B says, who is Anade Armas? I don't I don't know if I can think of any movies that you would have seen that she would have been in because she was in Knives Out, was got, got what got her start. She was then in the last James Bond movie and she was the best part of the James Bond movie. Um, and that that's about all that comes into my head, to be honest. So anyway, that is going to be it for me tonight, everybody. Thank you all so very much. I apologize as well that people had to deal with some of the technical issues uh, early on. First, a double stream, then comments not showing up the way that they should. Uh, it's just ridiculous. So thank you all very much for, for being so willing to, to put up with that nonsense and to... Uh, and uh, for your help. Also, thank you to everyone. And again, I know that, you know, uh, budgets are tight and everything, but I appreciate to the to those that were able to donate to this. Thank you so very much. Again, even if it's just a small amount, it really does mean a lot. Um, again, just again, these are two friends of mine, Matthew Mallory. This is their uh, daughter, Everly. Everly's fine. Um, but while they were in the PICU when she was very young, several months ago, because um, she's only about it's just again it's crazy to think about 
uh, how young she is at this point. Um, but basically, while they were staying in the pediatric hospital, they had to sit in these really, really uncomfortable chairs. And no parent, when they're trying to care for their child, should have to do that. So one of the things that they're trying to do is they're trying to, in the name of and in honor of their daughter, Everly, um, who is out of the PICU, thank God, um, it, trying to raise money for chairs, uh, specifically for parents who might have to spend time there. So, yeah, again, if anyone is able to donate to this, it would really mean a lot. If you're not, I totally understand. And again, for those that were able to donate, I really, 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 really appreciate it. So thank you again for that. And let's just say goodbye to some people with some last comments in the chat. And now... <laughs> Okay, now Restream's not showing the comments anymore. Uh, that's right, Tina. Thank you. Yeah, she was also in Blade Runner 2049. However, it was not Forerunner because it's a great film. How dare you? How dare you? You gonna talk about Blade Runner like that? Don't, don't, don't you get me started, Tina. I'll get started. Anyway, Robert Wiles, uh, be blessed, everyone. Have a good night as well. God bless you, Joey's Move Log. Thank you. Yeah, she was also. Um, she was the girlfriend, the digital girlfriend in Black, uh, in Blade Runner 2049. It's the best way I can really describe it. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, going up north this weekend, so I will not be around for the week. We'll have a wonderful time in the north. Hopefully it's cooler up there. So, uh, Blade Runner, <laughs> Chicken Box 76 says, even I was looking at my watch in Blade Runner 2049, and I love Blade Runner. No! How dare you? How dare you? Tina says, Boar Runner 2049 by Denis Villeneuve. Tina, you're, you're starting to, Tina, you're starting to push it. There are a lot of things that I can say about an original film being mentioned, but I'm not. I'm going to choose not to. Anyway, so that's going to be it for me tonight, everybody. Huge shout out to Tina and Steph in the chat. They are always amazing. They are my amazing Valkyrie. Also, shout out, of course, to Laura as well, the modern major general of the channel. And uh, to everyone, thank you for being here and for putting up with my technical issues. So anyway, thank you all so very much. Please make sure that you smash the like button. Light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. It means a lot. Tomorrow morning, we'll have the Good Morning Asgard podcast once again. Uh, So 9 a.m. Eastern time start for that. We'll then have on Thursday the OMB Report live stream. So that should be a lot of fun. The OMB Report live the OMB Report live on Thursday on my secondary channel, OMB Report. Check out the link in the description to help again with the Friends for Everly campaign. Or if you want to follow me on social media or support the channel uh, through a wide variety of means, check out the pinned comment in the description as well for more information about that as well. Uh, Father Miller saying hi from Iowa has been traveling. Well, I'm, I'm traveling as well. I'm, I'm traveling away. So anyway, thank you all very much for being here this evening. Again, thank you to everyone who did donate. It means a lot. Anyway, have a wonderful rest of your night, everybody. See some of y'all tomorrow. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to my July Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the keeper of the Bifrost level and above. First, starting off with Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Chris from the 80s, who you can check out over on YouTube. Garrett Searles. 
Hymir Ari Hymason, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Father Luca Illick, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can also check out over on uh, his YouTube channel as well. Congrats on recently getting to 1,000 subscribers. Rosetta Allen, who you can also find on YouTube as well. Stan Andrian and Miss Martin Muses, who also has her own YouTube channel. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on the uh, platform of Patreon. We also have my Subscribestar members, Matt317, Stormtracker, The R, Fast Reaction, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alice McCarthy Jr., shout out to you, good sir, and continue that awesome recovery that you are doing. Dean Heiss, uh, J-Rod, the beer guru, and Man. Man, you can find out over and follow him on Twitter as well. And we also have my Locals members. We have, uh, of course, the lovely and amazing Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad, jo- <laughs> Mad, Jog. UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win, and Robert Barnes, as well as Brett D90. Thank you very much. And my last support, of course, is the amazing Tina B, Empress of the Universe, one of my mods on the channel. Check out her new show with my other Valkyrie, Stephanie B, on her channel, Tina B's channel, uh, which is called Soup to Nuts. Go check that out because it is pretty awesome and fun content. Anyway, that is going to be it for all of my Keeper of the Bifrost level members and above. If you want your name shout out at the end of every video and live stream, please make sure that you check out the top link of the video description. It is w.lo the willow link as i like to call it and you can find my patreon subscribe star etc where you can get not only shout outs but also access to an exclusive podcast that i do with john the flick pick flickinger every single month and also access to giveaways of blu-rays 4ks etc all that good stuff check that out in the video description you guys are all amazing and beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless